0: To episode thirty-five of Black Band T-Shirt Podcast. So yeah, we uh, started on the first half talking about the discography of City and Colour. Uh, we've covered um, sometimes we've covered a pill for loneliness. We've covered the hurry and the harm, and we've done uh, if I should go Before you. Yes. So we've just got uh, uh, bring me your love and uh, little hell to go. Uh, but that's not all. Um, we do have another episode. Uh, we are ranking the albums of Alexis on Fire post their release of Otherness. And um, and we've got our uh the Better top five on uh, top five songs shortlisted for the Canadian version of The Mercurys, the Polaris Music Prize. So shall we start, go, go into Bring You My Love, his yeah. second album? So it's, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just did it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know.
1: I've not noticed you've been doing that. Yeah
0: christ's sake bring me um, your love bring yeah. me your love it's a huge improvement on the first record i mean um, yeah it's
1: it's already he's bringing more elements in than just him and the guitar right yeah like i like said before the american folk things coming in so he's getting this is where we first get matt kelly on board who's the guy responsible for the steel guitar you hate so much on. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I just go before you, he's also a touring member of alexis on fire as well on um, okay keyboards i think
0: okay cool um
1: yeah, so he's some, he's the person who kind of has worked with Dallas for a long time on on City of Color, bringing those kind of extra instruments in a lot of yeah. the time. Um. Um,
0: so uh, I think <sighs> what it, what 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 made this for me is I think this is yeah, like like you say, on sometimes he wasn't really sure what City of Color was going to be yet here he's leaning into two big things here bright eyes mm-hmm. and Elliot smith yeah yeah fair both of those things i absolutely love
1: i don't I, it's interesting i don't know how much he would say he consciously was using that i think his influences are still uh, have been pretty consistent with being the more old school american singer songwriter stuff like we've mentioned Neil Young before, I think that even at this point was a big one. But I mean, um, well,
0: Bright Eyes, um Neil Young's a massive influence on Bright yeah. Eyes as well. Yeah. Um. And uh, Elliot Smith was uh, arguably the original guy from a post-hardcore band. Yes. Uh, <laughs> makes it yeah. does an acoustic project. Yeah. Um. So, um, I thought what makes a man and Constant Knot were particularly very Smithian. Okay. And therefore, yeah. um, uh, highlights. Constantly, the record. record.
1: Constant not is my worst. Okay. I did not because I dislike. Again, this is one of those albums. I don't dislike any of the songs on there, but it is it's probably the least memorable, the least impactful for me. Okay. It strays no. a bit too far to the twee side again.
0: Right. So, um, well, actually, uh, this um, this album is uh, bookended for me uh, by uh, by my. Um, Least favourite songs here. Wow. Okay. Um, forgive me, and as much as I ever could. As much um, as I ever could. <laughs> my number two. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, um, again, I think much with the opener sometimes. Forgive me doesn't do a lot for me. Don't do a lot for me. And um, as much as I ever could, I think the closing part of the album is very strong, and it feels like one too many tracks here for me
1: see i i think it's the it, it brings it back from the brink i think a song that is held up as being a really good song and i think i was on board with that at first and now looking back on it now i think is is just a bit crap is the girl
0: oh uh, that's my third <laughs> uh, uh, um
1: yeah i think maybe if you just done the second half
0: of the fast bit i'd like it more Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. It is quite. It's it's a very slow starter.
1: Yeah, and I think doing it the slow way, it just feels a bit too saccharine for me. Um, weird that there's then like the one minute ambient piano and vocal interlude at the end of it, which is part of the girl, which feels like it should be its
0: own song. interlude track. Because I really like that bit as well. Yeah. Um, I think my um, it's my number two, so I really like it. And um, like I say, I think this is a lot of people's favourite.
1: Yeah, and it is the one that made me probably get on board. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, I mean, um, it's uh, sorry to, to cut you off again. Like that. No, um, just while we're kind of on that idea, like num- my number three is Body in the Box. Hmm. And that's Great. The, actually I realised that's the first song I ever sung in public. Okay. First time I ever sung in public and I went for a City in Colour song. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> um, but it, that, the reason I bring that up is actually I think it's a key thing that is different from this album to the debut is his vocal is a lot more varied mm. on this one. He uses his lower range a lot more. Mm. Sometimes there's a lot of falsetto and a lot of kind of half whispered vocal going on whereas this one he has ones where he does that but he has ones where it's a lot more standard folky kind of lower voice. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Um What in the Box I like as a song, It's a wor- but it's a worse part here. Okay. Particularly pointing to, um, I think just because of how much I like the following album, they, they, this might be the case, but sometimes for me here, the levity of the melodies sometimes doesn't work as a juxtaposition Okay. against the lyrics which I specifically noticed yeah. on Body in the Box Fair enough I think Body I in see. the Box is, is quite it's, that it, it, like, sometimes, sometimes that's, that's quite a common trope yeah. like you got a song with quite dark lyrics but it's quite jaunty and happy
1: I feel like that one's a good case of him for me I, what I've always got from it is what he does quite well of it being um, almost tricking you into that where it does it. it's still quite a melancholic Melody mm-hmm. and the way he sings it, yeah. Um, but without needing to be a really kind of quiet ballad, um, yeah. Because obviously, the, the lyrical content is quite, I don't know, it's quite moving. I don't know if I'd say it's dark, but it's kind of about the idea, it's about it's based on a belief that him and his dad have of, of the idea that if you've got anything nice to say about someone you should make sure you've said it before they've died not afterwards Mm. um is that general idea and it's quite I suppose the lyrics are quite on the nose with Mm. that (laughs) idea um but yeah I think I think that's one of one of the more interesting ones I know
0: okay what are your best here mate
1: oh so yeah so that's my number number three Mm um my number two as much as I ever could uh, my number one is Sleeping Sickness in same weeks. yeah um,
0: cracking song yeah and that, and that guest vocal from, from Gordon, Gordon Downey, Downey. yeah uh, of the Tragically Hip yeah. who I haven't really heard of outside Canada no but based off his performance here I might check out a couple of things because it's yeah. very stypian.
1: yeah it is and again their voices seem to work together really nicely um, it's just a brilliant chorus and mm-hmm. a brilliant song in general yeah, yeah. And again, I feel like that one kind of does what this album does a lot really well and similar to what I was saying about putting in a box of getting that, uh, that yeah, that good combination of enjoyable listening and quite heavy subject matter at times, but yeah. delivered in a way that's almost just melancholic rather than
0: melodramatic. Yeah. I think um, this, this has ended up my number two because... It works better as a whole album than either of those two most recent ones for me. Very much
1: got its own identity. Definitely.
0: And not really like those two um, swaying to quite such significant peaks and troughs. I think Mm. this is a very strong collection of songs. Lots of contenders for best songs here. Like uh, What Makes a Man is fantastic. I really like Waiting. The Death of Me Um, I've not mentioned
1: is another highlight for me.
0: Um... Yeah, yeah, definitely, and um, and also, like, um, yeah, maybe <laughs> you don't like it anymore, I really like The Gun, and I really like Sensible Heart, so maybe after those I two... I think Sensible
1: Heart is very sometimes, I think that's one that sounds like it's maybe left over from that first batch of songs. That's fair. Um, which isn't a negative or a positive, particularly, just, no, to, just sure. an observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: no, I understand where you're coming from, but maybe... As much as I ever could was just one song too far for me. After yeah. a, a, that's, that's a, definitely a, um,
1: part of the album I really enjoyed. It's definitely one. I think it's quite a long closer, and it's quite a slow yes. closer. Yeah. I never used to really pay much attention to it mm. for years. I'd kind of almost just stop listening to it. Yeah. Or whatever. It's taken me a long time to appreciate it. Um, so maybe that's part of why it's as high up for me now as it is. Cause I feel like it's finally kind of clicked. Yeah. Um, I hope worth mentioning that again uh, the album was debuted on his MySpace, MySpace profile in 2008 <laughs>
0: always nice
1: to fondly look back at that.
0: <laughs> um, and um, unless you've got anything else one last thing to know probably the nicest cover art
1: it is nice cover art Weird, yeah.
0: weirdly because it is quite kind of rudimentary I suppose, yeah but, that, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, therein lies the charm
1: yeah um, my, my highlight sort of thing about it is is what we've said the variation in songwriting taking centre stage over just the pretty vocal mm. um, my worst thing about it is that people who can't play harmonica really well shouldn't record harmonica <laughs> Dallas included <laughs> yes maybe uh Love you, Dallas. <laughs> the Bob Dylan down. <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Neil Young, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, Little Hell. Mm,
1: I mean, while we're on it, this is my favourite of the album art.
0: Really? Um, the album art didn't do much for me at all. I mean, it's very... nondescript,
1: I suppose, but it's just kind of quite, I don't know, quite striking. Let me look up,
0: you can cut this out, let me look up... It's... Uh, the reasons for it are quite cool. It's based on... Yeah, you remember. It's based... Yeah, so it's it's an illustration
1: of a photo of tulip fields in Amsterdam. Right. Or in, in in the Netherlands. Right. I think. I think that's right.
0: Okay. I thought it was like a still from a movie.
1: It might... Yeah, it might be from that as well, but it's, it's like an illustration of it.
0: Yeah, album cover artwork inspired by the 1976 film Future World. In the film, once the cast enters the simulation... The artwork hanging on the wall at the 2753 timestamp can be seen. However, it's not identical to the album cover. The inspiration is revealed. Cool. So yeah, but anyway, um, as I've sort of uh, hinted to here and there um, throughout this podcast, I really love this one because of how dark it is. Yeah, I think it's his, his, his most embittered and cynical record
1: but, but don't, you wouldn't necessarily and, and get and that his heaviest f- wouldn't really get that from the Sonics and from the music mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily you definitely get it in his vocal delivery yeah it's it's, it's, got, it's got some of his most impassioned vocals on it for sure um, it's the first one I think as well like I said that feels like it, it wasn't it was all written by him but the recording is the first one that feels like a band project Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, st- straight away you've got, almost every song has got kind of drums on for the first time, and piano's mm. and things. I, Steel comes in here as well. Yeah, I,
0: I, I think Little Hell is the point where, <laughs> so I think at this point, yeah, 2000, 2011, um, LX is on fire, were done. Mm. And I think Little Hell is the point where, he's, uh, where he kind of says, I miss being in a band. This yeah. has uh, this has the most bandy post-hardcorey dynamics. See, I never, to it. I've
1: never thought of it like that, and I still can't. Don't, don't really. That's not how I see it in my head. But I will listen to when I next listen to it. I'll listen to it with that in mind because I think
0: that's a mm. really interesting take. Um, so um, I'm particularly pointing to a couple of songs here. Um, oh, sister. Mm-hmm. is very similar to the name of a band called oh brother do you know them no i don't think so so kind i think you'd really like them um lot in common with um pre-hiatus thrice me without you and mm-hmm. La dispute okay in fact i've seen them support La dispute at bushall mm-hmm. and and i think that sort of sound is all over this album Cool. In that song, definitely, and and bits. in um, and in weightless as well. Weightless could be a pre-hiatus Thrice song.
1: So would this have been around the same? What Thrice album would this have been the same time as? Major thinking, Minor. Major Minor. I was thinking it's quite beggars in yeah. sound and similar to like I remember that and and Vices by. Um, <laughs> I remember that 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 kind of era. There've been quite a lot of albums that I got into that had that kind of classic. Stripped back rock band mm-hmm. feel to them. So actually, I think yeah. that,
0: that, that, that there is there is a definite rumour um, yeah. vein to this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think Oh Sister
1: really is one that really benefits from it being kept just him and guitar mm-hmm. all the way through. Yeah. Uh, again, kind of like I was saying with with the later albums, it's, it's a much fuller album. So having those moments of bringing it back mm-hmm. to close focus like mm-hmm. that uh it really really works for it. Suspect yes yeah, a special song that one.
0: Mm. Definitely. Um this uh, the, the this other feature is, is the best um one two yet. Mm-hmm. I really love the sort of um funereal stomp I've called it to uh, Grand Optimist. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah What just, do you mean by
1: one two, sorry?
0: Uh, so um, we found each other in a dark and natural disaster.
1: Oh, I see. Sorry, I was, that's why I wondered why. Yeah, uh, optimist too, so, but yeah, okay. Uh,
0: sorry, yeah, yeah. no, mentioning, mentioning that following, uh, to, to follow those up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, I've like said, I didn't particularly like The Openers on either, Subtime or um, Bring Me Your Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we, um, uh, both really great songs. With, yeah, um, we, and, again, we found and each other. And, um, yeah, yeah natural disaster we, we found each other in the dark is i mean it's yeah this
1: this this album has a lot attached to it for me mm-hmm. um and that and that's one of those songs that that definitely counts for that as well but it is just just um even just looking at it completely detached from everything else i think it's one of his best accomplishments songwriting wise I think it's a really special song. His lyrics, some of his best lyrics, the way he's matched the the music to that set of lyrics as well. I think it's really, really clever and really cool. Mm. And I, I think that song represents most of what I was talking about earlier with this album being that kind of middle ground between the, the intimate acoustic stuff and the full band stuff. Yeah. He's got a full band song, but that still has that, I don't know, simplicity to it that his acoustic stuff had.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm um what are your favorites here mate uh well so
1: that's so we found each other in doctor number two okay the title track little hell is my number 3 mm-hmm i suppose those two are quite similar mm. in tone uh, and sort of style um i feel like little hell you can feel the desperation in the performance definitely there that's that's one of his most emotionally resonant yep. ones um i've gone with silver and gold as my number one
0: Ooh. which is a bit
1: of a left field choice because yeah. it's not one I ever would just naturally immediately think of as being my favourite here mm-hmm. I I think if I was just going on gut feeling I'd say the opener mm-hmm. but properly listening through I think Silver and Gold just a beautifully bleak lullaby okay you know it's, it's uh, haunting so- haunting is the word I've got most there
0: so um, interesting is that going to be your worst? It is only because I think it's um, much the same as something uh, I think a previous one. I just think it might just be one song too many near the end. Mm, okay. I think it was just purely picking holes because I really like this record, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what's testament to that is that we have a completely different top three. It might, I mean, and it, I don't think you're going to disagree with any of my any of mine. Yeah,
1: it might just be slightly different. I mean, maybe maybe this will throw what you've just said out. I don't know, but the track before that, "Sorrowing Man," is my worst. Really? For basically the same reason. That's my best. Ah, there we go. (laughs) The reason is the same as you for for Silver and Gold. I think it's atmospherically great, but it's just missing the spark that a lot of the ones before it have got for me. And the organ is the star of the song again.
0: Uh, Yeah. But I think that points to how differently we saw this album. Um, I love the darkness of Sorrowing Man. Mm. I think, like... I think for me <laughs> I think for me generally artists like City and Colour um I don't know how sociopathic this comment is <laughs> yeah but like acoustic singer songwriters are the best to me when they when they're at their saddest
1: um I mean yeah I think there's something in that <laughs> yeah. and
0: li- and Little Hell by quite some distance is his most emotion most emotional record yeah
1: I think this is what but this I think yeah I think this is exactly what I was getting at earlier when I was saying about pill for Loneliness the thing it was missing for me was that intimacy and what I'm mm. getting at with that is is that I feel like yeah. the whole advantage of a singer songwriter and that kind of thing is that it is direct mm. you know there's nothing in between the emotion they're trying to convey and the audience um, and which is why I suppose a lot of people tend to use that medium for the more sad side and those kind of emotions that it isn't easy to convey without just going, look, I'm not in a good place. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with that. I think that's why I tend to pick those ones that are more aligned with that <laughs> as
0: my tops generally. So it's interesting that we've ended up with two completely different ones. mm um and well uh, so my top three is rounded out by um second is hope for now yeah which is really cool again Mm -hmm. and being the closer similar to as much as i ever
1: could is one that i never paid that much attention to Mm -hmm. before but i think going changing to an organ led song rather than guitar Mm -hmm. and then the full band kicking in later on maybe almost almost a precursor to um if i should go before you Mm -hmm. in that in that way kind of how big it gets
0: maybe I really love the organ too (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) it's it's really the only closer of any City and Colour record I've got anywhere near my top three so that's interesting and um, yeah like I said um, I I, I really dug the um, pre-hiatus thrice feel of um, weightless which is my Mm -hmm. number three yeah that's really cool Um, worst part for me um, Northern Wind just for reminding me that the town of Slough exists (laughs) the lyric about slough despondency yeah <laughs>
1: uh, I think I think it's a great it was a great I, I mean that's something else about this album I think is it's paced brilliantly yes so you've got it kind of you've got Fragile Bird as like the centrepiece of being very much his most full band sounding song yep. at this point it was the first single um, or the, I don't know if it was the first single but it was the first song people heard from it Um the first use of a distorted guitar on a City In Colour song with that kind of bluesy fuzz. The fact that you've got that and then the song straight after it being Northern Wind, which is uh, a very tender, romantic, intimate, again, g- acoustic guitar song. Um, I think that was a good choice. It's interesting about Northern Wind, however, uh, it only exists because his wife told him to write another love song because his fans love them. <laughs> So it's kind of the one of the least, uh, what's the word, sincere songs there, I suppose, in 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 an album that is full of songs that clearly have quite deep emotional resonance. That's maybe one of the more
0: tokenistic. Anything more to say, really, about Little Hell? This is yeah. I mean, this cracking record, um, weightless great as well yeah, um, yeah there,
1: there is no there is no bad song here at all no
0: nothing, nothing even approaching it I agree I agree really great record and I don't I think this is the first time I checked this out too I mean it's it's, it's yeah which
1: is um, I couldn't remember ever really talking could, to you about this album yeah
0: no uh, and, and, and I just couldn't remember whether or not I'd heard it I maybe I maybe downloaded it and gave it a cursory yeah. shuffly listen yeah but um didn't get properly into it but um, I, I'm, I'm sure I missed that I've, I've missed out there
1: i'm sure a lot of people who who maybe did listen to it on the back of enjoying bring me your love probably dismissed it mm. at first because it is so different yeah. to that and um, i mean yeah to, to i mean it highlights why it's my number one in the, in my worst thing about it i've I, i've really struggled to find anything yeah, all I've put is that there are a few songs where atmosphere and bluesy guitars replace decent melodies <laughs> but that's a, that's a, a real push <laughs> don't know if I really believe that
0: no no, and, and, and especially in comparison to something like A Pill for Loneliness where yeah. it's all, all atmosphere and you didn't really like that yeah. <laughs> anyway so thank you very much for joining us for that chat that was great Really enjoyed uh, going back through uh, City in Colour. Well worth doing. Thank you for the suggestion, Mr Morant. And uh, we shall be move, moving on after the jingle to our top five songs from albums shortlisted for the Polaris Prize. We actually discovered Bring Me um, If I Should Go Before You uh, was actually only long listed yes. for the Polaris. But uh, to um, prevent us from going off for ages, who just done a shortlisted one. So hit that jingle, Chris, and we'll go through some of our honorable mentions and our top five. So yeah, some really cool, source material here mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that so this was actually kind of last minute I've started a new job recently and yeah, I've been yeah, both we are. we both have and we've both been rushed off our feet busy so not much time to dedicate to this top five and um, the one we had the idea we had before was um, was top five songs by bands from that are side projects where the lead singer is not their original band's lead singer yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, going by the tenuous link that we think George Pettit is technically the lead singer of Alexis on Fire because yeah. he doesn't do anything else debatable yeah <laughs> he's the only one who doesn't play an instrument as well <laughs> as singing yeah so in the end we went for this one and um, we but we only decided on it yesterday I would have liked to have checked out more.
1: I think if we had more time, probably would have gone long list as Definitely. Well, or, or delved into some of the shortlisted ones I hadn't heard before. Exactly.
0: It? There's some names here that I've heard about yeah. for ages. Yeah. Like, I've been wanting to go back to Japan droids for a while mm-hmm. after not liking them originally because they came out around the same time as a lot of big sounding Springsteen-alikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Actually, with how much some friends r- still really love that record, mm. I feel it's worth another try. Um, all Vays as well. Yes. Hear a lot about. Yes. Never really checked them out. Yeah. White Lung. Um, yeah. All came up um, as uh, as um shortlisted ones. Even Grimes, I, I I've never really paid much attention I've to. Got,
1: I've got Grimes in my mentions. Same
0: here uh, with the one song I've really heard of hers. Uh, but um, but yeah. I will be going away with some of these and uh, giving a bit of love c- love to Canada. I always yeah. love giving a bit of love to Canada. It's uh, even no- if it's not a real country. <laughs> <laughs> America's forgotten neighbor neighbor musically, but I think uh, with some of the stuff we're going to mention here, yeah. it's got a lot to give. So honorable mentions. Um, I'll do a few starts to kick us off. So gonna mention. A band, first of all, <clears throat> they have a lot of members. A lot of members will actually come up later okay. in um, in this uh, in this top five. Uh, Broken social scene, yes, um, have a lot of members. <laughs> 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 have had a lot of members over the years, who many of whom have gone on to quite successful um, solo careers, um, including Owen Pallett uh, who's not only recorded under his own name but also recorded it in the past as Final Fantasy. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, Leslie Feist, yeah, who will come up again? Yeah, and I can't remember the last name, but Emily, someone who fronted Metric. Oh, cool. Who will come up? Yeah, again. So we took. Yeah, we
1: talked. I think it was on the RK Fire episode. We talked about Broken Social and How I've, I've just never listened to them. No, well. and, and I, I know I will enjoy them. Uh, it's just a case of ne- having the opportunity of the. the but nominate,
0: nominated for the first Polaris Prize back in two thousand and six was he forgot it in people, mm-hmm. which is my favourite of their albums, sure. favourite song off there gets an honourable mention, which is called Seven Four Shoreline. Nice. Um, I really like this next band, not um, one that I sort of dip in and out of. Um, but uh, when I do uh, when I do re-listen to them I remember how much I like them it's the weaker bands
1: yeah one I know I know I have listened but I can't remember what I've listened to if that makes sense
0: so their best album to me was pre Polaris Prize. Mm-hmm. so I've gone with um, I can't remember the name of the record but uh, um, mm-hmm. it's, the, the song's called Virtue the Cat that explains their departure and it's a single a sequel song to a song uh, an incredibly uh, soft, uh, popular song of theirs called A Plea from a Cat Named Virtute. Cool. Um, probably their biggest song on streaming and has been covered by artists like Frank Turner. Okay. <laughs> has been covered by Frank Turner. Mm. So yeah, um, what topic? your honourable mentions?
1: Um, I've got, I'm going from the bottom up. That's mm-hmm. right. So, so I, I picked out, I went through the lists... And I picked out twelve albums that I feel like I know well enough to kind cool. of have in there. So uh, right at the bottom of that twelve is Holy Fuck. Yep. Um, they had. Did they have? I think it's only their album LP that is that is on any of those lists. Yes. Um, uh, I've gone with the song "The Pulse." Lovely, which is good fun. Cool. Um, there's not a lot else to say about them, really, is there? What would you say? Electronic. Almost mathy, I suppose, at many mm. places. Mm. Um, kind of like a more punk hot chip.
0: Yeah. Is All kind right. of
1: what I think at that point. Cool. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, then that's like from one of the very first ones, like 2007, I think, something like that. Yep. Yeah. You go to the other end, and last year's, uh, I think it's, it might be 2021, I think, uh, the weather station. Mm -hmm. Mhm. The album "Ignorance" I really liked. Okay, cool. uh, Last year, uh, and I've gone uh, tried to tell you. That's the song. Lovely. Very. What's the vibe? Yeah. um, I suppose quite Springsteen aligned again. Um, I don't know if it's officially a band or just her. I don't know her name. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, kind of quite. I suppose quite folky, but 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 more. Yeah, Spring, Springsteen style folky, if that makes sense. There's okay. a bit There's a bit of a drive to it. Cool. Um, and quite everyday
0: lyrics. Okay. You know? I'm not getting across really how it is, but yeah, that that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, haven't got a lot of um, honourable mentions. So we'll do a couple of each mm. and then crack on. Um, yeah, wasn't really clear to me. Um, if this song was on. The album in question or not, and it's not actually an album. So okay. the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Released free um, mixed a trilogy of mixtapes first of all. Yeah. Um, I think House of Balloons was shortlisted yeah. for a Polaris Prize, but my highlight of those early mixtapes was DD, his okay. cover of Dirty Diana, cool, uh, by Michael Jackson. But I'm not actually sure whether or not DD was on on that one House of Balloons because it's not quite clear on streaming services okay so um, beca- because he later released a compilation yeah. of all three mixtapes okay. um, yeah like um, yeah that's my highlight uh, um, of the early weekend stuff before he we obviously went Supernova yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago with Blinded by the Lights can you believe that oh my god that song's a couple of years old now I mean, Jesus. He's, he's,
1: <laughs> his, his album from this year in January is one of the first albums I listened to this year. It came out, like, in the first week of January. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's one of those artists that is very hit and miss for me. I really like sure. some stuff he does and really don't have any time
0: for other stuff he does. Talking of which, uh, next uh, next shout is Drake. <laughs> 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 On the whole, an artist I don't have a lot of time for. No. But um, Starting From The Bottom is a really good song. Cool, okay. Um
1: uh, I, now this is one that you might end up having in your top five I don't know but it mentions for me because it's a band I've never really massively got that into but have an appreciation for which is uh, Godspeed you Black Emperor yep um, their album Hallelujah Don't Bend Ascend won one. the Polaris Price mm-hmm. uh, I've got I mean it's only four tracks because yep. in, in very much in line with Bosque that we've talked about before the opening track Mladic mm-hmm. uh, is 20 minutes long <laughs> Is wonderful. It's not the opening track. There was a track before it. No. Okay. Not according to Apple Music anyway. Unless oh, right. there's one that's not included on the digital version.
0: Um, hang
1: on. It might be one of those cases like we talked about with Mars Volta because there's only four tracks on, mm-hmm. on some versions. They might have been split into other
0: tracks. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I thought their helicopter scene came before it. Uh, okay. Yeah, sorry.
1: Um, yeah, not an album I know that well. Not a band that I've ever really listened to that well. I've just kind of dipped in and out of. Mm-hmm. and know I like, but I f- that they're quite without properly investing some time in them. I suppose they're, they're quite difficult to penetrate. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, that's one song that I, d- I have listened to, and I know is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone who's got several shortlisted albums uh, is Caribou. Yeah. Um, Caribou's our mind Know the Most is Our Love, which is the one with the really multicoloured like artwork. Yeah. Um and The Opener Can't Do Without You is a great song. Um I, like the yeah, one I've got there. I
0: really hoped you'd mention them because Caribou, yeah. I loved them um when I saw them twice supporting Radiohead on the King of Limbs tour. Mm, that's a really good fit, yeah. Um and um never really went back Mm. but I know you'd be familiar because I know it's very much Nicky's thing
1: yeah Nicky's more of a fan than I am but I I do remember that Our Love that 2016 album I I listened to a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and I have listened to I think 2020 he had one out that was really cool cool Um, so yeah not someone I've listened to I mean he he has actually won the Polaris Prize one of the first ones yep um, with a much earlier album there's there's loads of stuff around that time that I'm not familiar with at all Mm -hmm. Yeah, another another artist I'd like to delve into a bit more at some point.
0: Definitely. Okay. Um. I, I've actually um only got one mention left. Cool. I've only got three left. It's um it's Pup. If this tour doesn't kill you, I will. Nice. Yeah. From um, what's the album called again? That's the dream is over. Thank you. So
1: that and Morbid Stuff both have been shortlisted. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. I'm sure great. they'll come up again. They will. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, great opener, though. So again, talking of cynicism. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, open your album with a song about wanting to murder your bandmates. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, uh, my three last mentions are Mac DeMarco, mm-hmm. um, Salad Days from Salad Days. Yep. It's just a great song. And again, someone that Nicky's more into than I am. I've, I've never given that much attention to, but that, that album is, is one that I have listened to before and, and uh, I saw we saw him play All Points East um, 2019 I think maybe. Okay. maybe 2018 possibly I can't remember yep. um, but yeah really that was what made me properly start listening to him mm. um, uh, Grimes uh, I've Gone With Flesh Without Blood from Art okay. Angels again Art oh, Angels oh yeah
0: sorry I missed that I um, I had Oblivion oh, in, cool. in, in my mentions which is yeah. from the other one which one what's that one called yes I'm uh, the debut Sure um, no, no, never can I. I had it on my list and I took it off. Yeah,
1: um, Art Angels is the other one, but yeah, so two albums shortlisted as well for her. Um, mm-hmm. Flesh Without Blood is the one I've gone to, which is quite got quite a church's visions, visions. I said, It's the debut. Sorry, um, got quite a church's vibe to it. That song, mm. I think a lot of her stuff's more kind of abrasive and experimental than that generally. But yep. Flesh Without Blood's got quite a pop sensibility to it, as Art Angels as an album does really. And then my last And
0: and, and generally, a well done to her for leaving Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah.
1: That bloody time. Uh, (laughs) Not that we know anything or have anything to do with that. None of our business, really, but well done. Um, uh, My last mention is Feist. Yeah. Um, Metals won won the Polaris. Mm -hmm. Um, And the song Comfort Me is
0: my favourite from that. Okay. Cool. Um, Which leads in nicely to my number five. Which is which feist, is feist. <laughs> uh, the limit to your love. Cool. Um, so, well, I mean, this is mostly in here for the James Blake cover. Okay, yeah. which is one of my favourite covers yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a it, uh, the first song is lovely. Yeah, it's brilliant. But the James Blake uh, cover just takes it to that
1: next level for cool. me. So you've got hers at number five as a as a thank you for providing the the source material for the cover you love. There we go. That works. <laughs> nice
0: yours please Uh, Uh, by the way for the listeners I was nodding there yes (laughs) we do forget that sometimes um
1: uh I'm really pleased that for my number five I get to talk about an album that for ages I've been wanting an excuse to bring up Mm -hmm. just with anybody yeah um and and on the podcast especially which is Daniel Caesar okay um his album Freudian I think was 2018 maybe 2017 around then um Just really cool, um, like neo-soul, I suppose. Um, Yeah, it's difficult to describe it. It's quite sparse Mm -hmm. musically. Um, There's collaborations on that album with Her, Mm -hmm. H-E-R. I don't know how you're actually supposed to pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a few collaborations with some really cool people, but uh, the song I've gone with is New Roses, uh, brackets, transgressors song. Um yeah, it's just one of those albums that I think should be a lot more revered than it is. It's a, it's immaculate. It's a really cool album.
0: Cool. Okay. Um my number four is God Speaker Bad Campbell with Melodic. Cool. <laughs> I might not opt to put a twenty minute song on our playlist. No, I <laughs> might not be that antisocial. Sure. Uh but yeah, I've um I would say I've been a fan of Godspeed You! Black Emperor. I've I've retained a strong interest. Yeah. Particularly for their shining moment of their tron- their song East Hastings soundtracking that scene in 28 days later mm. when Killian Murphy is running through the empty streets of London. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. Yeah. Of a combination of uh, the cinematography and the music. Um, yeah, I, um, I I do really. When Godspeed are good, they're yeah, Godspeed are a bit like like Godspeed are a bit like the post rock version of the Mars Volta. When they're great, they're yeah. really great. When yeah. they disappear out their own arse, they're almost unlistenable. Correct. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's a good comparison,
0: actually. Um, <laughs> but um, Alleluia, don't bend the Send is a really uh, um, a, for them concise. Yes tight collection of songs even though the songs are really long it's kind of it's all listen listenable yeah yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
0: yeah and um thoroughly deserving i think of uh, their polaris win
1: and again i mean that that almost more than any other illustrates i mean there's one other that's going to come up a bit later but really illustrates what we were saying about the difference between the polaris prize and the mercury prize yeah you cannot see an album like that ever getting the Mercury Prize. Yeah or even being talked about no. in the same sentence really mm-hmm. um, I think the most alternative that's ever gone is Biffy <laughs> My um, my number four are we on? Yes Yeah my number four uh, it's an album that really doesn't seem to be on it's not on Apple Music anyway I don't know if it's on Spotify or not I, I had to go back to it on Bandcamp to remind myself of, of what song I wanted to choose um, but it's Backwash's uh, God Has Nothing oh, to Do with This it yes. Out of It
0: well my initial look at the Polaris winners I saw her on there and I was like I've got to mention Backwash yeah. so, and I, but I forgot in the end um, so yeah so, so we, we've we
1: already shouted out her album that came
0: after that yes
1: um, Bury Me With My Rings and My Dresses yeah which was incredible mm-hmm. um, that's the one I discovered when I'm on um, but the one, the one 2020 year before that um, yeah God has nothing to do with this leaving out of it mm-hmm. uh, yeah won the Polaris Prize Uh again a real kind of left field choice and really cool that they chose it because it is a uh, kind of hyper aggressive yeah. weird <laughs> black metal hip hop yeah. album um i've got into the void featuring moldate mm-hmm. as my choice um probably the angriest song on there mm-hmm. but my god it's yeah it's just so exciting <laughs> it's really cool it's just like uh, after each line of the chorus just screams fuck in a really angry like just just a just, it's just a kind of absolute expression of frustration <laughs> that is wonderful uh, yeah really cool speaking of which I'm going to see Lingro Ignota live tomorrow hey. yeah, that's, that's just reminded me I'm smiling yeah, cool. uh, yeah but yeah really really cool
0: lovely uh, my number three is fucked up son Woo-hoo. father of the chemistry of uh, common life which um, one as well? But yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, that's the other one I was talking
1: about of of how how extreme
0: they have gone with winners. I mean, they at this point fucked up. Have three arguably classic punk albums. We've got to do an episode on them at some
1: point. We because have to. I adore this band. Yeah, so much. They're just they're out there on their own at this point in terms of what they're doing.
0: Yeah, for me, um, I'd say. Chemistry of Common Life is the most accessible of the three I'm pointing to.
1: I, I don't know. Okay. I, I, it's the one that I got into them on. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I, I got my mum to get it for me for Christmas. <laughs> mum, I'd like this punk album by Fucked Up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mummy. Um, and yeah, I remember putting it on. I basically, I asked for it just based on the recommendation of it from like, I think like Sound Magazine and, yeah. and various people and put it on and was just like what is this yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely mind
0: blowing and, and, and that's why Son of Father yeah. has made it yeah. um, to, to the first stop, for, uh, first spot for me like introducing this yeah it was the one I ca- came into them on introducing it with a, with a flute yeah. that slowly builds into a heavy bass riff and then Father Damien comes in with his piercing screen yeah. is
1: it 2008 or 2007 yeah 2008 2008
0: yeah same year as Hell Destroyer so big year for Canadian punk
1: yeah <laughs> I remember I remember because it was the same year it's the year that I saw Gallo's headline at Reading mm-hmm. what, what stage would it at uh, the Lockup uh, Concrete maybe? Jungle yeah Lockup yeah, yeah yeah. and they were after their headline set playing a show with Fucked Up in the nearby leisure centre yeah <laughs> which I wish I'd gone to but I didn't <laughs> um, yeah yeah
0: uh, your
1: number three. My number three uh, is Pup. Lovely. late. Um, I've also gone with the Dreamers Over rather than morbid stuff. I do love morbid stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I think the individual songs on Dreamers Over are more what I like Pup for. Yeah, um, I've gone with Can't Win. Cool, yeah, which is actually one of the more morbid stuff kind of more poppy sounding songs on there, I suppose, but. Um, I love Pup.
0: Yeah. And it uh, feels, feels like a pertinent time to be mentioning them as they play their biggest ever UK show mm. next week. Next Friday. Yeah. No, no. We'll be last Friday when this podcast when this comes, comes out. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Roundhouse are they? Roundhouse,
1: been? yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Brilliant. Seen them in seen them in Paris. Which was great just to kind of be somewhere completely out of your comfort zone but find yourself suddenly among people that you may as well be in the shitty club in London
0: yeah yeah um, well I mean one of the first time I saw them was a, with a load of uh, celebrating Arsenal fans so I wasn't that comfortable my <laughs> <laughs> well, number two is Carly uh, Ray Jepsen run away with me he's done it Carly Ray Jepsen's emotion is I, a fantastic record
1: I don't get it I okay. don't get the Carly Rae Jepson thing, I have okay. a cynical thing, viewpoint, that people who are generally into heavy guitar music, someone somewhere chooses a pop artist that they're going to suddenly say is respectable when all the others aren't and everyone jumps on the train. I
0: don't think that's true, mate. Um, I don't think that, like... It is th- true. It's not saying it's not
1: valid or not, like, deserved, for certain members of them, but you've got her, Taylor Swift, yeah. Charlie XCX. Yeah. Well, There's ha- so many artists yeah, but doing but, stuff just as good as that that don't but, get lawyers. Yeah, but
0: no, like, the difference between good and popular amongst people who like alternative music is that Kylie Rae and Taylor Swift are aiming it more towards us. They are.
1: I don't, don't think that's true. It's more
0: mature pop music than most of what's out there. Okay. I think... Like, it sounds condescending, but emotion to me is pop music for adults. Like, uh, with the writers she's got on board, um, Rostam Mangley from Vampire Weekend, mm-hmm. Dev Hines, Blood Orange. Yeah. Um, Peter Svensson of The Cardigans.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, this is what I mean. I'm not, I'm not saying that they aren't deserving of it, but I find it weird that there is a very select few that people seem to all grab onto. And I do think there's more out there doing the same thing that
0: isn't. It's also it also helps that a lot of them were produced by Jack Antonoff, mm-hmm. who started in an emo band. Yeah. Uh I think I think you're being too cynical there, mate. I
1: i I mean, I'm, full disclosure, I've not listened to this album, so I don't I, I'm it's not really I'm not judging. It. I'm not saying I don't like it or anything like that. It's
0: really good. The one that
1: I have listened to and I do not understand the love for for example is the Charlie XCX album mm-hmm. I think it's I don't see anything different about that to a lot of other stuff okay uh, I mean
0: I'm not a big fan no. of Charlie XCX but no,
1: it's just it's just that thing
0: but no um, Emotion is packed with bangers mate I, I, how can you turn your nose up at I really like you
1: I don't know I have listened to it <laughs> I don't
0: know run away, run away <laughs> with me as a six sax solo to start it off it's a cracking rabbit. I think mate. I think it's the hypocrisy. I think, if, if, I think, think there's hypocrisy involved in that's what gets to me. If you got off, off your high horse and actually listened to it, you'd really No, love but this it. is
1: what I'm saying. It's you're getting it the wrong way around. It's not that I'm saying I don't think that is good. I think I get annoyed by the hypocrisy that there's so much stuff that people will snuff their nose at that is equally deserving. Like what? But I think because it's come from this other end of the pop spectrum, it's given a more of a whereas other things that are maybe more naturally close to the kind of music these people th- listen to. I think I think, you, I, think I
0: think your mindset is stuck somewhere in the past because I think everybody our age or in our general circles loves pop music unironically yeah I mean one of my
1: favourite I'm not going to give it away now one of my albums that's in contention for top 10 of the year is an all out pop album from this year yeah. like I'm not that's what I'm not what I'm saying <laughs> just like saying. I said I haven't
0: listened to it I will do I've, I've just never got around to it Emotion's um, fucking brilliant yeah. mate it was a contender for my top albums of the last decade cool it's great
1: okay like I said I'm not saying it's not I'm, that's
0: not the point I'm making at all um, would you like to climb down into your soapbox and give me your number two uh, yeah it's fucked up <laughs>
1: <laughs> with actually one of the best albums of the decade and David Comes to Life yeah. uh, didn't win it got right. shortlisted um, uh, there's, there's loads of songs I could choose here I've gone with Queen of Hearts as yeah. kind of the opener proper um, there's a song before it but I feel like Queen of Hearts is properly the one that bursts the album into life
0: yeah uh, uh, okay. as it were comes to life yes
1: um, I mean if, the other one I'd kind of knee-jerk reaction go for is The Other Shoe yes The Other think Shoe's fucking great such a such a simple but brilliant so
0: was a live highlight when we saw them at the hangar yeah um, yeah Queen of Hearts is the one I've gone for there lovely Which leaves my number one which is Metric and Empty I don't think you'll have listened to this album I don't
1: think I have no again um, one of those
0: bands that I've been aware of for years and, and don't think I've ever properly listened Empty, to MT I just really cottoned on to when I was getting into sort of like indie rock mm. um, as something that starts slow but builds into a riff monster and if there's anything you'll learn about me from doing this podcast is that I love that shit <laughs> um, it's a fucking great song and I can't wait to get it on our playlist nice not much more to say about it because I haven't listened to it in years but um, I haven't listened to Metric in years but I just remember loving that song as a teenager mm-hmm. yeah great I don't know stuff. why I've
1: never really listened it's just never crossed my path properly. no
0: sure yeah I mean not the biggest mm-hmm. band uh, uh, like common theme with um, with the Polaris stuff is like, I've heard like it's a lot of stuff where I've heard the name, mm. but they're maybe not that big outside Canada.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, this is something else I was saying yesterday. That it's interesting. Canada seems to be one of those places that has acts that get really big in Canada, yeah, and don't seem to necessarily break out globally. No, um, like they do just enough, like say to
0: be and, uh, and, be and aware and, of them. And when they do, it's stuff like Brian Adams and Nickelback. <laughs> Canadian music—a bad name.
1: <laughs> although I mean I suppose you've got like Arcade Fire one of the biggest bands of the last 20 years Yeah, you know there are ones that uh, do break out mainstream yeah for sure but yeah not not as many as you would expect I suppose mm-hmm um talking of I mean you know just bigger bigger than big uh legend uh my number one is Leonard Cohen yeah uh You Want It Darker mm. from You Want It Darker yep um I don't know if you've ever really been a Leonard Cohen guy. I don't think we've ever really talked about him that Not much. Not
0: really. Um, um, I looked at this one when mm. I saw it there because I was hoping the song of the previous album that ended up being a theme tune to True Detective Season 2. Yeah, okay. Was yeah. A, um, I think that was off Modern Problems. Yeah. And it was called If You Want Blood or something. Yes, um, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I when when I, when I was looking at my options for this, I was hoping that song would be on this album. Mm. As it is, I'm not familiar with this album at all.
1: Yeah, so this I mean, there's a great actually, there's a great um, James Acaster Perfect Sounds podcast episode on this one. It's a 2016 album. Similar, it's got a similar kind of um, added emotional depth to it, I suppose. In terms of it's similar to Black Star from Bowie, it came out very close to his death. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, it's it's a very f- for me Leonard Cohen has some absolutely best of all time great albums mm. and some really just kind of quite forgettable <laughs> if not awkward albums. Mm-hmm. And this one was the first one in a while that that i think falls into that former category um there's there's something about the the way he has a very kind of dry sense of humor in his songs and a very matter-of-fact kind of cynicism and things in his lyrics a lot of the time and there's something about that matched with it being an album that he wrote knowing it would be his last album and very much about kind of death and reflection and things it's it's really cool i listened to it uh, on the walk over here in the October sun drinking my lychee Rubicon it was a very odd g- combination uh, but yeah it's 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 not a feel good album it'd be a nice one to just pop up on shuffle on our playlist <laughs> and just bring everyone down very quickly <laughs> but it's Leonard Cohen. He's he's got to be there at some point fair enough
0: we are a band. We are two members of a band. Our name is My Eyes Rolled and Bent. We play a blend of post-hardcore and post-metal. Uh, we can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at M E A O A B. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Grimheart Promotions. So, if you are in a band, if you manage a band, if you manage a venue, if you are mates with a band and want to shout them out, or you are just oh, cut this out, sorry. If you're just interested in shows that may be coming up in London or Surrey, uh, yeah, do give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, at Grimheart Promo, and actually, we are kind of thinking about doing a Christmas show, so hit us up if you're interested in that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Hmm. So, shout-outs this week. Um, Do you want to uh, drop yours in first, mate?
1: Cool. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I struggled to find much that was aligned with City and Colour for this actually. Because yeah, I yeah. don't tend to generally listen to a lot of new stuff that is along those lines yeah. anymore. Um, but something that I kind of stumbled upon that came out, I think it came out this week uh, that we're recording um, Wonder Horse, spelt with a U. Okay. Um, they've just come off supporting Fontaine's DC on yeah. tour. Um, it's kind of. Folky, indie, but not as folky as that makes it sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's just some really cool, catchy, but interesting melodies and things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really
0: know what else to say about that. I just, I just really <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> Go and see what you think. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, right, what have I got? So, yeah, I was actually going to shout this band out last time, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Grease. Aha, yes. Yes. So uh, this is uh, Chris and I's mutual friends, Charlie Simmons on drums, along with members of, former members of Let's Talk Daggers and the James Cleaver Quintet, aka the JCQ, towards uh, rebounded as the JCQ towards the end. So, yeah, a uh, little bit of a early 2010s, post-hardcore British collection of mm. <laughs> people i won't say super group <laughs> but collection of people involved in that scene yeah. uh street greets are fantastic um we I, I i i shared it with um with chris and we were like yeah it sounds like god flesh meets the Armed. yeah, yeah. and we can't wait to see it live and hear and be hear more from them yeah there's yeah, uh, there's only so. a single so far but yeah, really promising stuff. Definitely. Completely different to anything those people were doing before. Um, Great.
1: I've got one more kind of shout out. <clears throat> this is just something I wanted to bring up, kind of related to what we've just oh, been sorry, talking mate. about. Oh, sorry, mate. No, no, you were no. I'd forgot, forgotten about it. Um, just because it's related to kind of the conversation we've just had. Uh, Fucked Up released a new EP uh, Friday just gone. Okay. Recording wise. Um, it's called Oberon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically their Sludge Do Metal EP. Sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> I listened to it on the tube on the way to go meet Nikki for the cinema last night. And I was just having the whale of a time. <laughs> uh, it's got ridiculously, like, uh, fantasy artwork mm. that is just very silly. Um, yeah. it's It's wonderful.
0: I think at this point we'll have to do separate fucked up episodes on one of on their albums and one on their EPs
1: I mean yeah <laughs> this is it and and they've, we've got the whole like Zodiac collection of albums yeah. that are kind of almost not part of the main discography count yeah. yeah. something else yeah it,
0: yeah. don't know how we'll do it but we need to at some point <laughs> um, my other two shout outs are um, Coolio rest in peace mm. Coolio very sad um, yeah like I mean you said on the podcast before your first single, single. was Gangster's Paradise loved Keenan and Kel <laughs> he did the theme tune <laughs>
1: yes.
0: yeah just it. yeah and found later life as a wholesome chef on YouTube
1: yeah yeah there's the videos that have been going around social media and things of him just crashing students yeah. flat after a gig
0: and jamming Gangster's Paradise yeah Yeah, had beef with Weird Al, made up with him, and and and, and pictures going around of them two hugging. (laughs) Lovely, just seemed like a nice bloke.
1: Coolio. May the angel of death, Paddington, take you to heaven (laughs) in peace.
0: And the other new release I wanted to highlight this week is Down I Go. Hmm. So, um, been wanting to talk about them for a while anyway because their lead singer and multi-instrumentalist Pete Fraser. Uh, so when we did uh, Manic Street Preachers with Rich Morgan, Pete and Rich are long-term buddies from the Punktastic days. Um, so, he li- so, he li- uh, so, so he listened to that episode and he said, uh, um, Enjoying this a lot. It's always fun to hear a close friend enthusing and getting something passionate about something, of course, but there's a lot of no- knowledge and listening here. Also don't know music in more than a passing fashion and makes me want to dig in, so point of the podcast covered. Yep. <laughs> it's also very nicely made for a non-studio podcast for which audio pedant that I am, I am grateful. The fact that t- these two lads are doing it better than some pretty significant podcasts is worthy of respect. Cheers, Pete. <laughs>
1: cheers, Pete. and Cheers, the 10 of you that listen.
0: <laughs> yes uh, Down I Goes album it's a bit of a weird one because it's not on screening services well it's on Bandcamp ok uh, I did see that it had come out but I haven't managed to get it they've again. decided not to put it on Apple and Spotify due to their lack of payment to artists Fair. I mean it's a bold it's a bold choice and one I respect and it's not getting um, uh, printed uh, it's not getting put on vinyl either Um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, so it's called, um, Om uh, um, Shinrikyo, Om Shinrikyo, cut that back in, (laughs) (laughs) and that is an active Japanese cult, and as soon as the label saw that, they shrunk in terror.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, but it's, uh, but it's a really great record. It's, uh, so um download goes records usually go along themes so they've got this is disaster call about um buildings falling down um they've got gods about Greek gods uh they've got uh, this is dino call yeah this is robot call uh tyrants about <laughs> historical tyrants yeah. and this one's about a japanese cult cool no, <laughs> you know what I'm listening to on my walk home in a moment <laughs> yeah. great band uh, still never one I've seen live they were uh, report- they were booked for the original 2020 ArcTangent, tangent but uh, because uh... their members are spread out globally I think one's in Sweden one's in Iceland one's in Canada um, they're not often able to get together for shows mm. and hopefully they'll be back soon off the yeah. back of this so that's all for city and color thank you very much for joining us. We are on um Twitter as a podcast at bbts underscore pod uh that's where Pete hits us up to mention us um and you can too to share your opinions about city and color uh and our next artist <coughs> excuse me so um we are going to uh, bring Adam Valerie, mm-hmm. who came on board for Queens of the Stone Age, back on board to rank the albums of perhaps my most impossible ranking yet. This is going
1: to be a really interesting one because this is a band that I've had a very fleeting relationship with yeah. in the past. So I'm coming to a lot of these for the first time. Wow. Which is going to make the ranking even harder, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's cave in. Um, yeah a band I've loved for ages one of Adam's favourite bands he's g- g- going to be coming into the podcast off the back of just seeing them live um, with their new lineup featuring Nate Newton of Converge yeah. <laughs> so yeah that'd be grand um, can't wait for that one uh, another friend of mine Sam Thomas thinks Cave In are his favourite band because they've never released a bad album
1: I mean, so solid
0: reasoning for having a favourite
1: band, isn't it? After my first listen through, I can't say I disagree. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, join us for that one in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, follow us both on Twitter. I am at OWLIEXCORE and Chris, you are on. At Grump So, thank you very much. So, yeah, do subscribe to us, tell a pal, you know, all that usual Give us a five star review. Uh, listen to our Spotify Rank Bank playlist. We uh, put all our favourite cuts uh, from it, um, all the albums we've um, gone through today, our niche of to Better Top 5, and our shout out. So now standing it's over a thousand songs long. <laughs> Should we cut it and start a new one at some point? Nah. Uh. <laughs> I did do what you asked. Is put... there
1: a limit? Is there a Spotify limit? I don't know.
0: Uh, no. Cool. Uh, not that I'm aware of, but I did do what you asked, and um, at the a thousandth song, put in Robbie Williams Millennium. Excellent. So um, to, to, to get that treat in your ears uh, just give it a shuffle. It's only on Spotify unfortunately there's no way of us being able to export it to Apple Music. Uh, so um, I, could,
1: I could spend a week sitting down and re-revisiting it on there.
0: But you're not going to. Probably not. <laughs> and um, we're not done yet. Um, on the other side of the jingle we have got another episode. Our revisited slash ranking of Alexis on Fire. So if you're j- staying off of that, see you then. If you're not, see you later for cave Bye. Bye. <laughs>